Hi, and welcome to Health, Wealth and the Pursuit of Happiness, a podcast that will empower you to live a more inspired life and find real freedom. Each episode, Mark Dale Mazer and Aries Jimenez discuss best life practices, covering topics ranging from health and well-being, to true wealth and our relationship to money, to understanding what real freedom and happiness really is. They provide tools and a system for helping you live a balanced, authentic life in complete harmony with your mind, body and soul. Hey, greeting and salutations out to our listeners in podcast land. I am Mark Dale Mazer and my homie bro, Aries Jimenez is here. We are both here to bring you the next episode, Health, Wealth and the Pursuit of Happiness. And we are going to be talking about the five big areas of your life that you need to master in order to get that big vision, true vision. That's the key. We're bringing them up because they're important. We talked about time in our last episode, which I'd say is really one of the biggest ones. Energy right behind it. Yeah. It's an interesting topic. I love the topic of energy because, you know, for me, I would say I never really looked at energy as being a key component, right? And it is one of our big five. It really is. It's a lot bigger than I think we give it credit for. Absolutely. The whole world spins on energy and we're right at the epicenter of it. So how we deal with energy is super critical. Yeah. You know, as Ben Franklin states, energy and persistence conquer all things. Nice. And as Oprah Winfrey, have you heard of her? I think I know who Oprah is. She says passion is energy. She says feel the power that comes from focusing on what excites you. So important. Yes. There's a number of key words in there. Power, focus, you know, which brings us to the definition of energy that we want to use for everyone, which is the, the measure of the power to do work or produce a change. And so that's what we're, we're hoping to do. We're hoping to produce not just any change, but we're talking about positive life change as it relates to life plan, the way we want to live. Exactly. So if you're not living the life plan that you want to live, this is going to be a key for you to get there. It's how you're mastering and how you're dealing with your energy. There are really four types of energy. We're going to talk about spiritual energy. We're going to talk about emotional energy, mental and physical energy. All play a role, all very important. And all interconnected. For sure. Right? What be some examples of some spiritual energy, Mark? What comes to mind for you? Oh, boy. <clears throat> Down the rabbit hole we go early here. Yes. Mm. Well, I would say spiritually, for me, it's probably the most important part of my energy. And truthfully, I'm still learning a lot about spiritual energy. But one of the things that has been a really interesting experience for me is my immersion into kundalini yoga because so much of kundalini yoga is really about energy. And when you go through a kundalini practice, for those of you listening that have not done so, 
The master teacher that is typically taking us through a class is very much centered on initially getting the energy going. So we do both meditations and kriyas to move energy and to really help kind of spiral energy up through the spine, which is where it's located in the body according to kundalini yoga. So you're working with energy that's already in the body. I'm working with energy that is in the body and that is looking to be awakened. And there are specific exercises you can do to do it. There are mantras that you can chant to help do it. But at the very base of every opening kundalini class is this effort to begin awakening and moving the energy at a very sort of small and local base. But ultimately, the game plan for all of kundalini yoga is that the individual, the spirit of the individual will truly awaken within them. And it is an energizing experience. Is it inspiring? It is very inspiring because it is of spirit. Yep. Yeah. I mean, again, just, I love that word inspire because I never really thought about it coming from within. Right. Exactly. Being aligned with your spirit. I always thought about something that just gets me excited. Yeah. I didn't think it was something like my inner being being ignited. So inspiration is actually a positive spiritual energy. I think it can be. Yes, absolutely. And how we get spiritual energy going is all up to the individual. It could be your prayer time. It could be your time within the body of the church organization that you're part of, the collective consciousness of that group and the energy that that group brings, brings to you. So, I think the first step with it is just being aware of the spiritual side of energy and the need for each of us to take responsibility to continue to really nurture and continue to stir and bring forth that energy. Yeah, great point. And and along with spiritual energy, right, we have emotional energy, which I, I feel, you know, most people could relate to. Yeah. When, you know, there's, there's a saying out there, I, I feel emotionally drained. Right. Yes. If you go through something emotionally, you just, and, and not only that, but that also has an effect on you physically, right? Because if you feel emotionally drained, typically, you know, you, your body feels it too. Exactly. So you don't have the energy, you know, back to how these different sources of energy are, are interconnected yeah. and or one and the same, right? We're still learning. Yeah. We also have mental, mental energy. Right, so where where does that come from? How can you focus on generating more of that? I know for me, it's for the times that I have meditated. I think that's helped, definitely helped with my my mental my mental energy, mental clarity. Right, and then we also have physical, which you know, physical energy. So just doing stuff, going to the gym, anything physically related. Yeah, right? Exactly, you're you're exerting and or transferring energy and doing something so so mark for you why why is energy important why are we having this discussion why is it part of the big five i think that as we look out into the future that and we are envisioning our life plan we need inertia and movement towards that plan sometimes we have to seize on opportunities sometimes we have to get over obstacles but We have this vision, we see this picture in the future, and what's really gonna carry us, I think, really is the energy. And it's related to time. 
Because what are you doing with your time as it relates to really keeping your energy level high and your vibrational level high? Super, super critical. And that's why we're talking about it. And the aim in talking about it in the podcast is to bring an awareness to everybody, to one, examine, get very close, get very tight and understand what it is that really energizes you, understand what it is that really drains your energy. Because when you look at sustainability and you look at the power in life, you have to be looking at the contribution that your energy level is bringing to that. Yeah. I mean, you know, back to the definition, you know, it references work. You want to live out your life plan. It's going to require work on our parts. It absolutely will. Right. And so with work, there's, there's that energy component to it. And that's why I love that it, you know, it also talked about producing a change. And so, you know, one of the things that, that just, again, you have to be aware of is with energy, it is something that is, is generated, right? It can be something that could be converted, right? So you, you, you have a certain amount of energy and you convert that into something. Yeah. Converting it into something can be viewed as kind of the results, right? Or the action that we're taking. And then it, it, is, it is something that's transferred. So just, just thinking about energy in that sense too is, you know, as it relates to maybe people that you're around, if they're positive, they could transfer that positive energy to you at the same time. You know, if you're around negative people too, I mean, you'll, you'll notice, and I know I do, like that does, that does have an effect on you, that negativity, either making you negative or just you feeling like your, your energy's drained a little bit because you're trying to manage and not have those negative thoughts, right? So, you know, one of the things that I, I want to talk about is, you know, is energy, is it something that we can manage? And if so, how? Great question, because we have to learn to do that. We all have to find our own way to do that. How do you manage your energy today? I mean, if you were to begin to give some examples of how you manage your energy, what does that look like? I would say I have naturally like started making changes in my own life that just made sense to me. And then when I, when I look at those decisions at a deeper level, there is an energy component to it. An example of that, you know, a simple example would be just structuring my day and or my work schedule. And so I, I typically start and try to be in the office around 10. And a main reason for that is because I don't want to get stuck in that that morning rush hour of traffic. So I try to wait until that's that's kind of gone and passed. And then I'll hit the road because I do feel like being stuck in traffic, it did drain some some energy. Right. And so I just I did simple thing is just wanted to start my my work day later. So I, I didn't I didn't hit traffic. So, you know, I, I think one way to manage is again just being aware of what what drains you and not doing those things. And then also doing things that actually give you give you energy. Again, I've never really thought about things in that way. That's why I really love the conversation that we're having right now because I, I feel like I'm, I'm learning so much from just talking about the, the topic. You know, as it relates to 
you know, things that give me energy, I would say just first and foremost, people. Like I just gravitate and I, you know, sometimes you, you just, whether it's a working relationship or, you know, a family member or friendship, you just, you have those people in your lives that whenever I, I meet up with them, I talk to them, we share a meal together, we hang out, whatever that is, there's, there's that transfer of energy there, that synergy, right? Where I tend and I, I like to hang around with people that, that give me energy where after, after my interaction with them, I feel good. So I've been doing some, some of those types of things. What, what about for you, Mark? I mean, how do you manage energy, your energy? I would say, like you've made certain changes in my life regarding what I do with my idle or free time, particularly driving. And one of the big changes, which we've talked about in the podcast, is you know shifting from listening to radio, talk radio, or certain sort of traditional music channels to where now I'm listening to more meditative. If I'm going in the music direction, sometimes I'll put on something that will kind of give me a little bump. And then podcasts are another thing. But I'd say the big, big game changer is the routine. And for me, I got to move my body. That is just who I am. And so my morning routine of now doing a 30-minute walk every morning and then sitting and meditating, meditative practice, which can be anywhere from now maybe 20 to 40 minutes. Used to be an hour, but now that I've added in the 30-minute walk, it's like I don't really have an hour to meditate. And then the third part of it in every day is just heading to the gym and doing my weight training and my yoga. I do a combination of even the kundalini yoga I'm starting to kind of incorporate into my morning workout. So I got the two movement pieces and then the one piece that kind of where I'm sitting quietly looking inside. And I would say those three things probably energize me as much as anything. And because I'm pretty much in terms of the definition, more of a classic introvert where I get my energy from going inside, not from the outside. That's what works for me. You know, speaking of your morning routine, it seems like those activities that you do kind of touch on all four of the different types of energy, spiritual, emotional, mental, and physical. Yeah, for sure. Because it is all interconnected. The physical stuff does translate into mental and emotional. The spiritual stuff, I think, translates definitely into all three as well. And that's why Concentration on any single one of them can really boost you overall to some degree. It's a matter of, again, awareness and experimenting and seeing what really works for you with a focus on the energy. And that's been another shift is I'm I'm just always focused on the energy. Like if someone takes me down energy-wise, I just don't stay in that. I look to make some kind of a, a change. One analogy that I like to use is like with a bad thought, for example, which can really shift your energy. And one of the things with bad thoughts is they're going to come, but it's how do you manage them, how you deal with them that counts. And I think the best way to deal with them is not to judge it, not to berate yourself that you got a bad thought, but you catch the thought and you stop the thought. You just don't give it any more momentum. Just like when you, using this analogy, what do you do when you catch on fire? Stop, drop, and roll. Right. 
So you stop the thought. You roll. Or you drop it. You stop it. You drop the thought, and then you roll into a new thought. Yeah. Exactly. Love that. And that's another way of handling it. It's another way of managing it. You know, one of the things that you mentioned that's part of your routine is you said a 30-minute walk. So over the weekend on Saturday, because Ollie, Oliver, my youngest, he was kind of tossing and turning and, and he woke, you know, he got me up pretty early in the morning on Saturday. And so I was able to put him back to sleep, but this was like at six o'clock in the morning. And at that point I was already awake. So I was like, you know what? I want to get up. And I took a, I took a morning walk. It was nice. about 45 minutes. Just took a walk around the neighborhood had some earphones, I was listening to some music, but there was, you know, I, I don't know if it if it has to do with kind of the age and the season that I'm in now, but I, I really appreciated that time that I had to just walk around the neighborhood. It was quiet, you know, early Sunday morning or Saturday morning. I mean, the sun wasn't out yet. There's just something oh, yeah. very peaceful Dawn, about it. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. I know. Yep. It, it is very grounding. Mm-hmm. really grounding and we do our walk now Catherine's joining me and so we're typically doing it about four in the morning yeah wow so stars it's, are out in the whole nine yards yeah, it's still this, dark. There's like nothing going on and it is really cool we like literally walk right down the middle of the streets we don't even walk on the sidewalk <laughs> because in our neighborhood it's rather eclectic and it's you know there's a lot of vegetation and this is sort of the, the season for spiders and it's not uncommon that you can walk out of your house and you know you got like go to bed and you wake up and you walk through this web between the car and a bush. Right. Something like that. It's like super common. So we just head right to the middle of the street and we just like, just walk the neighborhood like that. And what's really interesting as a side note is on Tuesday, Wednesdays and Thursdays, if we get out there like four ish, we don't see any cars. Mondays and Fridays, we see like anywhere from one to four cars. Yeah. So I mean, by, even taking a walk for me, I think it helped create some of that positive energy. Yeah. Yeah. I believe it. Totally believe it. I could, I could wake up feeling like complete crap. Okay. For whatever reason. And once I start walking, by the time I'm done with that walk, I'm a new person. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's what works for me. So you had brought up, and, and I'm glad that you brought up thoughts, thoughts and beliefs, because what you think about and what you believe do in fact have an effect on on our energy. There was there's an acronym that I might have referenced in in a previous episode, but I really like it's bear. So B E A R. B stands for belief. And then E stands for energy. Then A stands for action. And R is for results. And so whether it's positive and or negative, just really it really starts with the belief, right? And whatever that belief is, it rolls into positive energy or positive or negative energy. And that in turn will more than likely result in some sort of action. And you'll get a result from that. So let's let's talk about thoughts and beliefs and how they how they I guess they impact us or how they impact you. You know, what are some of your thoughts and beliefs and how how have those thoughts and beliefs affected your energy? That is a really interesting question. I would answer it this way. I can think of certain patterns of thought I'd have on certain topics or certain things going on in my life. 
and I could take it negatively or I could take it positively. And some things I'm like naturally bent to be positive, but there are clearly certain things that come up where I'm like naturally bent to be negative. And so if a negative thought pops up with respect to a particular circumstance that, oh my gosh, look at this. I find myself in the same circumstance again for the 20th time. What's going on here? Those thoughts that kind of take me where I don't want to go with those particular circumstances, now I'm aware of it. And rather than just sort of almost like sleepwalking with it, I'm awake. And I grab that thought pretty quickly. Oh, it might go on for five or 10 minutes. And it might kind of linger because it's a deep one. It's rooted into something very deep within me. But I've really begun to work the art of letting go. The stop, drop, and roll. The replacing it with a good thought and realizing that I have that choice. That's the thing. Well, I think one of the great things about meditation is that it makes you just so aware of everything going on mentally and emotionally, even in your body. And that you really have choices to not do something. That's easy. Not think something. A little bit harder. Not feel something. All tied together. And so like the bear, you know, you take a belief. If it's negative, your result in energy will certainly go negative. The action going forward is typically negative. And of course, it's going to lead to a negative result. It's all tied together. And so by getting it at the root cause, like anything, you can save yourself a lot of suffering. And more importantly, because energy is so tied to us being who we truly are, it benefits us greatly. And we can see the benefits and we can feel the benefits and we can see the results. Well, one of the things that as you were talking, I thought about the comparison trap Right. And, and there's, there's a saying that comparison is a thief of joy. It's a great saying. And, and it's so true because when you, when you think about it, like when you see somebody or something and you compare your situation and, you know, I, I think there's a lot more of this that goes on now too, because of social media yeah and what people are putting out. And obviously a, a lot of the stuff that's out there is like, it's people just putting out like what looks good. Right. And so I think naturally there's, there's a lot of people that can fall into this comparison trap. I think we all do to a certain point. And, but when you do that, just the thoughts around, around that are negative. And that's the reason why it steals your, your joy. Yeah. Right. And, you know, instead of thinking, thinking about things that way and comparing yourself to others, but just just be happy with where you're at and just be grateful with what you have. I mean, you shift those thoughts to those positive thoughts, just how much better that is for you. Totally. Right. And it makes us such a huge difference. Totally. And like yeah. you mentioned, we, we have a choice on how we react to certain things because we can do something about it. Yeah. Right. So yeah. we have the power to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's where, you know, one of the things we should all be conscious of 
is just asking ourselves, you know, at any giving, given moment, like, what are, what are we focused on? You know, what has our attention? I think that's where with meditation, you're focused on the now, right? Yes. You're not thinking about the future. You're not thinking about what happened in the past. You're just focused on what is going on right now. And so I think if we all did that, one, that helps us create the awareness of the thoughts that we're having and just you know, kind of what we want to do and where we want to go from there. You bet. You bet. So, so where do we go from here now? Now that we we're aware of this concept of energy, how do we relate this to our like life plan and just how we go about living the most inspired life, you know, that we want for ourselves? Well, one thing that we can do as a way of an exercise is reflect on the things that really make you feel good, really excite you in your life, that ground you, that give you the positive energy in all areas, spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, and begin to chart out what an ideal ideal day or perhaps an ideal week actually looks like for you with everything that's positive energy flowing. Don't look at it from what I have to do Look at it strictly from what would be the ideal day for me. Yeah, what do I want what to do? What does that look like where the entire day is played out in as much of a positive fashion and where I'm feeling the positive energy flow as much as possible? And obviously things will come up. Obviously things may take you off track. But to the extent that you have the power to at least put things forward on a daily basis or a weekly basis and begin to chart that out like a diary. This is list the things in your day or in your week that will actually bring you that positive energy and begin to develop the habit of doing those things. Yeah. One of the key words that you mentioned there is habit, right? Because when I think of the ideal day for myself, you know, there's a lot of activities, you know, as it relates to maybe your, your morning routine, which there's so much power in having a routine that I know for me personally, the routine I have is kind of my morning routine anyway is what it is but i never really put any thought as to kind of how do i really want to be doing my morning routine right so i think there's there's definitely some work there for me you know and, and as it relates to to certain habits whether it's i know for my ideal day would incorporate some some sort of exercise daily exercise eating healthy right and so when I think about those, there is an energy component to it. And so I, I love that, just taking a look at your ideal day and week. And and that's something that we referenced on the episode regarding time is that's how majority of us kind of, that's how we relate to time. It's like, what are you doing today, right? What's going on this week? And so I think it's important to, to think about things that way because we do have to think about energy in terms of what's sustainable too, right? By thinking about those habits, it's like what's going to sustain you, you know, every single day. You know, when I think about kind of the direction that I want to go to and some of the changes that I want to make in my life, those changes, you know, they're going to happen over time, long periods of time too. And so, you know, you got to you got to keep that keep that in mind that it's it's not going to happen overnight so you have to sustain this change and these habits 
in order to create the life that you want. Yeah, exactly. Some things are easy. Some things are not so easy. Some things take a short amount of time to change where you can do it like that. Others, it takes some time. And that's again where the energy comes in because change over time requires an effort and it requires the work. It requires a focus. It requires a certain level of tenacity to stay with it and to make sure you see it through. And that, again, circles back to why it's so important to stay with the positive energy. Yeah. And not to sort of succumb to the negative energy and the things that de-energize you. Thing I'll add to that is that all of these things work in conjunction. You don't get to the big vision and the true vision by doing one thing or two things or three things. It's a whole interrelated web of contributing factors that slowly build towards you getting there. And so give yourself permission to understand that you've got the power to make the change. You're not a puppet in the universe. We all, I think, need to come to the table with a certain sense of responsibility to our lives and not to just let happenstance be what they are, but you can shape it, you can move it, you can do it, but you've got to have focus, persistence, and tenacity with a high energy level to stay with it. Right. You know, with that, you know, back to change, I think one of the things that we do need to change and that, that as it relates to energy, it really are habits, right? So we, you know, we talked a little bit about like positive habits, but some of the challenges that we face are really the, the negative habits or the habits that are, that are there that, that we do need to change, but it's really hard to change them because we've been, whether it's, you know, it's a thought process and we've been thinking a certain way for so long, or we've just been doing things a certain way. And, and that it really starts with, with those small things, those, those habits. It does. Right. And the habits should be super, super foundational that will actually produce the change. What, what are some foundational habits that come to mind for you? Numero uno. Numero uno. Meditation. Number one, game changer, no doubt. Daily. Daily, yeah. It's got to be a practice. And I'm probably going to repeat myself, but I think it bears repeating that no matter what stage you are in your meditative practice, there is no such thing as a bad practice. If you're sitting, you are, if you're sitting and you're practicing following your breath, no matter how well you do it, it's just the fact that you're doing it will provide benefit and continue to exercise the muscle that when you get distracted with a thought that you begin following that thought and next thing you know you're like 10 minutes into following that thought it's cool oh wow i've been lost in that for 10 minutes or something <laughs> come right back done let it go come right back there's no judgment there's no regret there's just i'm practicing holding this moment as I'm following my breath. And there's the practice of kind of like losing it. And then the practice of bringing it back. It's just a matter of doing it. So I encourage everybody that asks me about meditation. One of the things you don't concentrate on is a result. There is no result. 
There's no result. It's it's just a thing. It's, you're not. There's no aim here. There's no goal. You sit and you follow your breath, or you sit and you do a mantra, whatever it is that you're doing. Um, it will bring great benefit. And the more you do it, the better you actually do get at holding it and not being distracted. So that's number one for sure. Okay. And the number two thing was just what I do with my body, just the movement, super, super critical. And keeping that habit, I can miss one or two days and I can feel it. Same thing with eating as it relates to my body. The habit of just knowing what I'm putting into my body, number one, and making the decision and the choice to make it the good stuff. Right. Not packaged, not containing particular substances that I know are not good for me. There's the good, the bad, and the ugly. And the ugly should be like never, and the bad, maybe you've got to decide. How much can your body tolerate of the bad? But the majority of it definitely has to be good. That's a habit. I mean, I cannot, I broke the habit of going to fast food. I don't go to fast food. I yeah. just don't. I broke the habit of drinking tap water. I just don't do it. Those are habits that most people have that they don't yes. really think about. No, you don't think about it. Right. But it's, but it's something you can break. I mean, it's something you can change. Yeah. But again, it starts with awareness. I mean, what am I putting in my body? What am I doing with my body? What is supporting me? How does that feel? Does it energize me? Okay? Yeah. The energy you get from a great cookie, okay, it's not sustainable. That's not the energy we're looking for. We get the <laughs> sugar bump, you know? Right. And, oh, comfort food. Oh, so good. I feel so good. And then like 10 minutes later, it's like, oh, I coma. Another, I need another cookie. Or something, <laughs> you know. So you learn that over time, and it took me time. I mean, I experimented, and I weakened, and I succumbed to the bad foods. And every time, would see, God, it sucks. I feel awful. Yeah. And then I finally got to the point where I was just sick of feeling awful for as much as I was feeling awful. You get taste of the other side, where it's like, wow, I can't believe I could feel this good, this good for like that long. So that's the stuff, you know? I think one thing to touch on too is, you know, a fundamental thing is just being aware of what you're exposing your, your mind to. Right? As well, yeah, right. Yeah, whether totally. it's, you know, you're listening to stuff. You know, we talked about talk radio. Or, or just, news. Yeah, or news. Typical and, media stuff. Yep. Yeah. Just listening to like, yeah, commercials, right? Like, do you really want to feed and expose yourself to commercials? I know, right, exactly. Right, because right? it has an impact on it you. It does, it does. You don't have to. Yeah, and I would even say like for, I really enjoy reading, just reading books. That for me has really helped me and it's, you know, again, back to that mental, mental energy, you know, when I'm reading books and just getting a lot of value you know, from it, it's, you know, it's a great feeling. So I, I would, I would encourage people to read on a daily too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And I'm going to circle back again. I think the combining of the meditation and the yoga, any form of yoga has also, I think given me the gift of intolerance for this stuff because I have noticed over time as I continue to practice these things that what used to really kind of like draw me in, I like have no interest in it anymore. What would be an example of that? Well, truthfully, I think the news is a good example, all right? So 
I was never a person that, let's say, turned on the TV from the moment I got up to see what's going on in the world. But I always tuned into public radio, okay? And I would be also interested when I came home from work is I would turn on PBS and listen to either BBC or whatever the, you know, the US version of their reporting of the news. And even that, over time, I just felt I have no interest in it. It's like my body and my spirit, my mental, my emotion, everything was like rejecting it as input because it wasn't benefiting me. Right. And I saw the logic in it. You didn't need it. it. There was no benefit to me knowing. And it's not that I don't care about what's happening in the world, but what am I spending? Again, back to the time thing. What am I doing with my hour? Yeah. Okay. Listening about this disaster in this part of the world, that potential threat in another part of the world, that particular murder over here. I mean, where, where, what is that doing for me? Yeah. Nothing. It's just creating more negative, more fear, more anxiety. I can't control it. All those things going on out there, I don't have any control over that other than just kind of praying for peace in the world whatever. So I just reached a point and I, again, I didn't muster it up. I just think that cellularly this stuff changes you. The meditation and the yoga changes you. I used to be unable to sit erect for a long period of time because I've always been a sloucher and now I've gotten to a point where I've retrained my muscles and I've done so because I think my cells have responded to constantly doing the same thing over and over to say, oh, this is how he wants to sit now. And now I can sit for an hour with an erect back. I couldn't. You couldn't do that before. Dude, I couldn't. I Maybe it could last 10 minutes. Then I have to like, oh, you know, like move around. Now I'm noticing, even when I'm going to the club and I start to kundalini yoga, take out, like I get out of my floor exercise that I'm kind of doing and I go to an easy, easy pose position or lotus position and I'm just sitting there after I've done all this stuff and I've already meditated. So it's like I can still hold the erect spine. It's crazy. You just don't realize how much we can change. That's the point by these changing of habits and bringing these practices into your life. So one of the main strategies then here is to, once you're aware and you know what gives you positive energy, and what gives you negative energy, you kind of, you do more of the positive stuff and less of the negative. It's a sim- simple. It's as simple as that. It's math. So that's a pretty simple concept, but for most things that are simple, they're very hard to do as they well. Are. They are. So, so what would be some next steps then? Like how do you go into just making the change? I think you pick one thing. You start with always one thing. What's my one thing that I can cut out that that is not serving me what is that focus focus on one thing yeah focus on one thing just take one thing take it one at a time you don't have to change the world here and so that's how it started with me as the talk radio then i went to the news then i went to other stuff and it even involved people i mean whatever was drawing and draining on my energy okay and was not serving me I just slowly cut out one by one by one by one. And I think that's the best way to do it. Same thing with foods. Foods are no different. 
I mean, it is true that once you're sort of into, let's say, a restrictive diet where you're just eating, let's say, whole foods, okay, nothing packaged, let's just say zero packaged food enters into my body, okay? It's tough. The saying is it's easier to do 100% than it is 90% because that 10%, can draw you back in. That's why if you concentrate on one thing to be a hundred percent, it's a lot easier. Yeah. You know, if you got multiple things going, it's emotionally, it's draining, you know, and you come out of a situation and have an emotional need that, you know, a certain food will satisfy. I mean, it's natural. You're going to want to satisfy the emotional need. The change is don't do it with the food. <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. Do it with something, something else. else. Yeah. All right. So that's one of the things I'm still learning that. I'm still learning that. I mean, it took me a long time to identify the foods that I'm automatically drawn to because I've got something going on emotionally within me. And so that's an example of how an action we can take is pick those one things one by one until you've kind of mastered letting it go. Is there something in your life right now? What's that one thing that, you know, that you're, you're looking to focus on? Woo, put me on the spot here, bro. Yeah. I'm trying to think what that would be, actually. From a habit standpoint, I would say, I would say, honestly, it probably still is furthering my my eating habits. Still truthfully. eating? Yeah. Because yeah. I've done some more reading. I've done some more learning about things. And I've kind of like settled into a certain part of my 20% that I don't eat on a regular basis that I'm still kind of chipping away at a little bit or I'm still doing it. And I'm now realizing that with some of that stuff, I think zero tolerance is the way to go. So a coffee is a perfect example. So like the big three for me are really coffee, grains, and then nuts. Okay. So I've always kind of said that those three things are in my 20%. But I've noticed over time that once I kind of open the door a little bit, my 20 kind of goes to 25 and then it kind of goes to 30 and then I kind of do the, Oh, it's the weekend thing. But truthfully, if you're like letting yourself go on weekends and you're staying good in the week, that is not a 20% deal. (laughs) (laughs) If you measure again, do the diary. If you measure what's actually going in on a weekend, right? You're just kind of letting yourself go, so to speak. So my whole thing really right now is kind of the next level for me because and it's not that I'm like just wanting to follow a diet for the sake of following a diet or a particular eating pattern. I feel in my body. Yeah. And as I'm aging, I'm realizing, okay, I've got less and less tolerance for this stuff. And so I'm kind of going back to now a zero tolerance on the coffee in particular and a zero tolerance on the nuts. So none of that. Yeah. You're looking at, eliminate yeah. those three things completely. And none, and none of the grains in the middle, none of the grains during the week. And the only reason I even entertain a grain on a weekend is if we're going out and I'm in social setting and stuff like that. And we're like meal sharing and whatever. But that's still, you know, if I lived by myself in a little cave, <laughs> it'd be a lot easier. <laughs> but I don't. And I don't want to either. <laughs> right. It'd be easier but lonelier. Exactly. Yeah. I you know, for me when, you? when I think about you know, one of 
the one thing that I want to focus on, I would say, is definitely kind of my my morning routine, and just you know, I I've mentioned and talked about the book Miracle Morning, and just incorporating all those things you know into my morning routine, just getting up early. Being a dad of of three young boys and just when everybody else is sleeping, that's the only way for me to get my my time in that way. So I know the times that I have, I'm still working through it. I mean, if I could get it done two, three times during a week, to me that's a win. Or any single time I'm able to do exactly. it, that's a win. Right. That's the that's how you yeah. gotta look at it. It's a win. Yep. Yeah. And so I'm I'm still working on that. It's definitely not a habit yet. So it's not something that I just do you know, without really thinking about it, I do have to put a lot of focus and attention on onto that. I know I'm a lot more successful the night before if I say, you know what, tomorrow I'm going to wake up early in the morning, right? Because when I don't have those thoughts and I wake up in the morning, I want to go back to sleep. And so that's that's one thing that I'm definitely looking to just focus on and make a change yeah. in is just my morning routine. Yeah, yeah I see the just tremendous power in incorporating those things. Totally. Yeah. Cool. With the awareness of knowing what's, you know, what gives you positive and negative energy, you know, I, I think one of the things that I'd like to throw out there and, you know, it's part of the Miracle Morning, but journaling. Yes, journaling. Yeah. And just keeping, you know, just reflecting back on the day or on people that you meet, things yeah. that you're eating, activities that you're doing, and just, is it positive or negative? terms of energy true right maybe you just put put a plus or a minus next next to it when you think about or maybe you jot down and you list all the different things that you did during that day what you ate yeah yeah what was positive what was negative yeah exactly that's a great idea it's a great idea i think that's something that's again simple but very hard to do on a on a consistent basis it is journaling which is another one of my targeted daily habits but struggle with that one yeah it's a hard one i go for periods where i'm good and then i just drop off but it is super powerful super powerful i think all the great people in the world have had some form of a journaling habit and i do see the power in it and so it's something would really encourage our listeners to do besides the things we've mentioned already yeah so with with that Again, focus on what gives you or understanding what gives you positive energy and what what gives you negative energy. And so hopefully all of you got some sort of value from this discussion. It's a topic that people don't really think about. I no. know I, I know I didn't. For sure. But once I started right. digging in, into it, I mean, energy touches everything. It does. It does. Convinced that the world spins on it. So yeah. we got to like get with the program. <laughs> <laughs> So next, I guess next thing for us is, are we talking about unique ability? Is that next? Could be. Or relationships? Yeah, it's probably unique ability. That's a good one. Yeah. It's a real good one. I really like unique ability. Looking forward to that one. Yep. Any other closing thoughts on the energy topic? No. I think we we covered a ton. And and again, this is just the beginning. I think, you know, in future episodes, you know, with energy being, you know, one one of the five areas that you have to master we're going to be digging into you know future conversations and discussions you know as it relates to energy too for sure so my my one closing thought would be that i'd say the number one thing with energy is focusing on being aware of it for you and then taking responsibility 
for where it is not positive to really reverse that, reverse that negative to positive and keep the vibrational component of your life high. Yeah. Great point. It'll serve you. Yep. Yeah. Hey, thanks for your contribution today. Yeah. Same to you. Did a great job on the outline. Loved it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. It guided us well, gave us good energy. (laughs) And next up, yes, unique ability. Unique ability. We'll look forward to getting into that. All right. Till next time, everybody. Thanks. All right. Some of the concepts and tools used in the process of helping you discover a more balanced and inspired life are provided by the Kinder Institute, Money Quotient, and The Strategic Coach. These may be referenced throughout different episodes of the podcast, and you can learn more about each of them in our show notes at hwph.org. You can also find more information about the work Mark and Aries do at sandiegowealth.com. We are on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and available directly via email with feedback, questions, and more at us at hwph.org. Thank you all for listening. Thank you.